0: And we are here to just quickly remind you that this is the last recording you're going to hear. To <laughs> remind you of the reviews, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dramatic pause for effect. Um, that was good. I, it, even I was like, "What? What, what are
1: what you? What is she doing?" <laughs>
0: No, uh, this is the last reminder for if you guys want to be in our drawing for our awesome crime basket, check out our Facebook or Instagram pages to see everything in it. It's actually so big we couldn't fit everything in the basket. Yeah. Wine, coffee, wine glasses, coffee glasses, chocolate, 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 upon. chocolate, Chocolates.
1: chocolate, t shirt Oh, right. Uh, yeah, merch. Did we mention like with the t shirt We will size it. Yes. Oh, we have not mentioned that. Yeah. We will custom fit the t shirt for you. Yeah. We're not sending just a piddly extra small. No, no. We're going to. We're gonna get a size so it that fits you, fit you. Mm-hmm. so you can wear it every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> proudly. Uh, make sure that you pop a review anywhere you listen: Apple Podcast, Facebook, email us crimecurious at yahoo.com. That'll even get you in there. And the reason why is not just because it does it does help us become more visible to people, other people who listen to true crime podcasts, but also. I have found as I'm reading them it gives us great insight into what listeners like mm-hmm. about us like I'm always scared that people will be either offended or bored by our quick banter that we do and almost every review has said that we have a perfect amount of banter so like it's helpful to know like what we're doing right and we appreciate that. And if there's something that, um, you know, you have a critique on, email us. We're, we're open to that, too. Just be nice because we are fragile human so beings. So
1: sensitive. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and, you but, guys
1: know I cry easily. Yes,
0: we, we can admit that. But anyway, so pop that on there. And welcome to this week. We're kind of excited about this week. This week's theme is Munch or Madness? I'm so proud of the title. Good job. And you know, you're the one that came up, I believe. It was a series of text messages, but nice job, Muncher Madness, where we are going to bring you two cases that, although the perpetrator was not officially diagnosed with Munchausen syndrome, there is definitely an argument to be made that this is what the- More than likely what they- They were suffering from. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that does not excuse- the events that happen, but we're just bringing to light some mm-hmm. Munchausen's. Mine is Munchausen by proxy. Same Z's.
1: Yours is too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. But um, you you lead us off. You're going to start I do will. this case today, Miss Amber. So my case has so many components to it that after researching it, I don't really know like what reality is anymore. I don't know who I am anymore. As, like I'm as questioning a therapist, life. You, you now can't <laughs> even figure out your own reality. Yeah, I, am, cool. I am struggling with life itself. It's just, there's so much to this case. And when I was researching it, the biggest question that I found myself asking is who the actual victim is. And you will see what I mean. Oh, wow. Okay. And I want your input listeners and Charnel, of course. I was going to say, you're going to get mine whether you want it or not because there's a microphone in front of me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as I'm reading about all of these people involved with this case, I can't help but wonder who the actual victim is here. Okay. So. I'm, what what is this case? Or that we have more than one. Oh, okay. So, oh, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. So I do, you know, as you mentioned, um, these are cases that Munchausen by proxy is speculated. Mm-hmm. I think with mine, there is a pretty distinctive assumption that that's what it is, mm-hmm. but she did pass away without ever having that diagnosis. diagnosis. So okay. that's a disclaimer with mine. Like she was never diagnosed. If she were, were to be evaluated today, I think it's a pretty safe bet. Mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of go over a couple of the key components to, it's otherwise known as fictitious disease as yep. well in the DSM, but- just a couple things yep, please because do. not everybody knows what it is. Right. So I did kind of highlight a few things. And you could Get say your pencils
0: and paper students were gonna drop yeah. some knowledge
1: on you. And these I just took these, you know, I'm not trying to fit my own narrative here, but like it it these are a couple main criteria sure. for the diagnosis. So first one problems that are unexplainable, persistent, or resistant to interventions that should work after adequate evaluation. And treatment symptoms. So you got treated. You had these things done. And they should work. But they're being reported that they don't. Mm -hmm. By a parent. By whoever. Caregiver. Another one is symptoms and signs that occur only in association with one person. So the next one is symptoms and signs that occur only in association with one person. And or schedule. Or in the absence of a family member. So example being... Dad went out of town. All of a sudden, the child has right, has, you know, has come down with this terrible fever, horrible disease, and, and it's yes. always when dad's out of town. Yep, you know, yep, and mom's reporting this or vice mm-hmm. versa. You sure. know, it is more common in women. It is. I was that's in my notes too, mm-hmm. but it could happen. Yep, with, I have yet to see a case with a male, so I would be curious about that if anybody you know knows of any as like a father or a care, father or a male care, caregiver that had it. Yep, but I have yet to see in CPS. I only ever had. I did. I actually had
0: two. Two males. No. Oh, females. females. Okay. I never had any any male cases.
1: Yeah, and it it may be just because I haven't dug into that that side. I do know that women have it more often, Mm -hmm. but that's not to say that males couldn't as well. Certainly. So another one is a caregiver who reports records missing or insists on carrying them with him or her for no reason. So I have the history here for you to look at. You don't need to look into that with the doctor. Right. right. Here it is right here. Here it all is. I'm Mm -hmm. telling you. Mm -hmm. And then this one was really interesting to me. A caregiver who had previous nursing or caregiving experience, which there's been a couple cases where we were kind of like, I see a little bit of Munchausen. In there, yes, and so and they did have the caregiver experience, so it's a little bit. I just found that I didn't know that one, so I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." So I didn't
0: realize that was part of the criterion either. I mean, maybe I did back when I had the cases that I was working on in CPS, um, but that are you like it's all coming? Yes, (laughs) it
1: is. (laughs) It is a little bit, but also that fits both of my. Yeah, isn't that interesting? I had with it. Yeah, I never would have thought of that on my own, but I was like. That makes sense. Well, really,
0: especially the nursing, I don't know, they'd be more convincing, speak more knowledgeably about medical issues, and and
1: therefore it really gives them more credibility. I was thinking along those lines that they're savvy with the maybe right things to say yes you said that so much better than I did yes exactly and I also feel like there's some kind of buy-in with that caregiving role of like I'm doing these things for you look at me being Mm -hmm. that provider I think there's and I will tell you like I haven't dug into the mindset I am fascinated by this yeah by Munchausen's but I do think there's that component too of like I am providing these things for you and look at what I'm doing and look at the mm-hmm. care that I'm giving because yes. I'm a good person. And, you know, there's right. some kind of buy-in in that Definitely. area, too.
0: Also, fun fact, it was named after Dr. Munchausen.
1: Nice. So, I mean, he got his own disorder. I feel like everybody's learning so much today. <laughs> yes. Yes. Unless you're already in the mental health field and you know Yeah, the then stuff you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, get to the but case. But not everybody knows what it is. Absolutely. So. So but true. It's a, it's a heavy component in our cases, so I thought I would just kind of rattle off And it a really is
0: uh, one of the more fascinating aspects to mental health,
1: It is, I feel because like. it goes so far, and I want to say it was 10% of the cases, it ends in death for the victim. Yes. Like, it will go that far. I saw that, that statistic far. as well. hmm So it's just, it's fascinating. It's, it's horrible. It's almost like if it doesn't, then it just continues. It does. It's you like know. it has to go there. hmm in like order that's to the, satisfy. Mm-hmm. It's so psychologically damaging to the victim. I mm-hmm. can't, like, that's the part to me that I, I struggle with when I hear these cases mm-hmm. is what they go through. Mm-hmm. And mine is no exception. So getting to it. So I am going to tell you the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard today. I love that name. So do I. I was thinking like that's Gypsy such a pretty Rose name. Rose Blanchard. Gypsy
0: Rose. Oh, Gypsy Rose. Doesn't <laughs> it just sound so wild and free? It really
1: pretty name. Mm. And I will tell you how she got her name okay, just in a on. moment because there is a there's gotta be a story behind Gypsy a story. Rose. I thought about the best way to begin this because like I said, there's so much information about what happens. And so I went with the best approach being I'm gonna tell you about the murder. And the ending first, and what basically all of this led up to. I got it. So I we're it. that makes gonna, sense. We're going to dive into that. We've done that before. Yep. On June fourteenth of two thousand fifteen. Oh, that's not far along ago. Not okay, that long ago. No. So sheriff deputies in Greene County, Missouri. Another. We're another coming to Missouri, Missouri again.
0: Hey hey. Missouri. <laughs> I am so
1: predictable. I just keep picking the same state. So. So, yes, sheriff's deputies found the body of Claudine Dee Blanchard. So um, her birth name is Claudine. She goes by Dee. I will probably use them interchangeably because she really is identified as Dee, but some of the reports, they refer to her as Claudine. So. Claudine
0: Dee. All right.
1: Both of them are, you know, Equally. horrible names. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Equally
0: <laughs> as usable, I suppose. But. My middle name is Dee.
1: Is it? Mm-hmm. I've always loved that name. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that when I stick my foot in my mouth and I'll just be, "Oh, well, it's great for you." It really is. <laughs> well, frankly, nothing else goes well with Charnel. Come on, Amber, what were my it, parents going to do? It flows. It's okay with one D if you don't put the second one on there. It's fine. So on June 14th, which is the day after my birthday, um, send gifts if you'd like. So deputies, they find her uh, Claudine's body lying face down in the bedroom of her house. Okay. Just outside of Springfield, lying in the bed in a pool of blood from stab wounds inflicted on her, which were from several days earlier. Oh, so, there was no sign of her daughter, Gypsy Rose, who, according to Blanchard, suffered from chronic conditions, including leukemia, asthma, and muscular dystrophy.
0: She's muscular dystrophy and leukemia? She
1: had it all, yes. Um, and also had the, the mental capacity of a seven-year-old. Okay. With, well, how old um, is she? So, we'll... Okay, I'm gonna tell you all about that. Mm-kay. That's a part. That's a part of this. Uh-huh. It, the age thing, but the brain damage she, uh, DD reported, was a result of premature birth, and she suffered from some kind of brain injury in that process. I'm just not believing anything you're saying to me right now. You shouldn't, because <laughs> I know
0: about Munchausens. I'm like, nothing you're telling yep. me is true about this girl. Yeah, is
1: it? yeah. So, okay. I mean, we'll get we'll get to all the details, but. You know, when the police are arriving, this is the information that they have. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you right off the bat when you see pictures of her, if you have not heard of this case, which some might because it made news. If you see pictures of Dee Dee? uh, I'm sorry, Gypsy Gypsy Rose. Gypsy Rose, okay. She looks sick. AF. Okay. Like you would not question. Now this is making me even more sad. Do you do you oh, want to no. see her so you know? I feel yeah. like you need to. But I bet I know why she looks that way. You do, Ugh. but I'm telling you, like, oh my God. Everybody look it up while we're looking it up too. So this is Gypsy Rose and this is Dee Dee. Oh, holy shit. Okay. Breathe it in. Take it in. I'd rather it. not. <laughs> I, I don't I support you in that. Okay. Look at that tiny little dog. Like, get me okay, out of here. That dog needs saved. It's like I'm just trying As to live does my that life. Child. Yeah. So oh this is what we're, shit. Okay. Like, this is what we're dealing with. Okay. So there was no sign of Gypsy Rose in the house when the police arrived. Okay. So. And we know that Dee Dee had
0: been stabbed a couple days at least.
1: Multiple earlier. times. Uh, I believe 17 times total. Okay. And she'd been sitting in there for a couple days. So. Oh, bummer. What happened was after reading some troubling Facebook posts earlier in the evening, um, some concern, concerned neighbors notified the police, reporting that Dee Dee may have fallen victim to foul play, and that Gypsy Rose, who was wheelchair-bound, she couldn't walk, she may have been abducted. This is what they know the information before the everything know. unfolds. They're like, oh my gosh, this handicapped child that you know has all these things is gone. Her mother's dead. Where oh, is she? Okay, yeah, shit is hitting the yeah. fan. So to elaborate on that Facebook, the Facebook post Thank a you. little bit. I was waiting patiently. It was pretty disturbing. This was made from Dee Dee's actual her page, so it was like a post from her coming into whoever her friends' feeds.
0: Okay, which we
1: all know. What that's like if you have sure Facebook. sure
0: do. When you're just sitting there on the couch with your Tito's and all of a sudden yes, there's you're a like, concerning Facebook post. And you're like, and oh. You know,
1: screenshot it to a friend.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> screenshot it to your co-host and you're like,
1: look at this train wreck. I'm going guess this one got some some shares and screenshots. Uh-huh. So the post made at 2.32 that day, June 14th, it said, that bitch is dead. Oh. Obviously, this is going to grab people's attention and so as you would assume people some of her friends start commenting okay I just gotta let you know my Facebook has never had anything quite like that it's
0: been me more neither. Like, let me tell you about that low down dirty husband of mine I caught him with so and so and that's that's the good shit that I'm like oh never put that on Facebook but
1: but I'm gonna Marie
0: yours. give me my popcorn mm-hmm. I'm gonna be reading this following it for days I,
1: I just put the little eye emojis like following <laughs> <laughs> So, anyway, you know, this grabs some people's attention. So they start commenting, What's going on? Did you get hacked? Oh, oh right. I bet she did. You yeah, know, yeah. People aren't really understanding what that means. No. And so, after a few of the speculating comments, um, after one all of them was of her like, Friends are just talking in the comments that don't yes. know each other, probably. I think my favorite was like, Oh, are you watching a movie? Oh. <laughs> just posting that bitch is dead. So after a couple of those another response from Dee, Dee comes into that, you know, the same she's commenting, okay, you know, on in the her same own thread. Mhm. And it says, graphic warning. Um it says I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet innocent daughter. Her scream was so fucking loud. LOL. What? Yeah, that's what the comment oh, coming in shit. said. So, the can you No wonder why the friends called the police. Yes. I would have that, definitely done that, too. That is not Facebook and so of course, material. <laughs> yes, thank they, you. I bet she got banned for that. Oh, definitely. But can Facebook you imagine jail. you're just scrolling and you see that? That would have been pretty horrifying. Absolutely. Like, wait, what do I do with mm-hmm. this? And so someone did report that. So the following day after Dee Dee was found dead in her house, the police found Gypsy Rose in Wisconsin, where she had uh, traveled with her boyfriend, Nicholas Godejohn. Okay, so she had a boyfriend. She had a boyfriend. She had met him online, and okay. so they found the couple with thousands of dollars that they had also taken from Dee Dee's safe. Uh oh. So if you're not familiar with this story, buckle your bootstraps. <laughs> right. uh, I don't. Even, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but
0: yeah, you know, t- tighten
1: those straps up. That we're going for a ride, and you don't want your feet to fall off. You know, on the surface, and this, like I said, in the present time when they're discovering this it looks like a girl that met a guy online she wanted to be with him and they killed her mom yeah that you, you know that old song and dance we do we've covered we several <laughs> but this has so many layers to it so get ready get ready because it's there's like a wet so fish much. across the face you're just gonna <laughs> slap it to us i wish i had one okay so let's talk about Didi shall we? I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. Let's. I need more Deets of the Deeds. Yes, you do. Dee Dee Blanchard was born Claudine Petrie, Mm -hmm. P-I-T-R-E, in Chack Bay, Louisiana in 1967, and she grew up with her family nearby in Golden Meadow. Blanchard was one of five children, and she obviously was not, that was her married name, but. Right. So she was one of five children, of Claude Anthony Petrie Sr. and Emma Louise Gisclare. Gizclair? Gisclare. I like it. So relatives recalled that she had a habit of stealing from her family, which they speculated was a form of retaliation when she didn't get her way. Yeah, so she was kind of shady from a young age. She stole a lot from her family And so at some point in her early adult life, she worked as a nurse's aide. The family expressed suspicion, actually. This was mentioned in the documentary and in several articles. There was suspicion she may have taken part in killing her own mother. Oh, boy. She took care of her mother. Mm -hmm. She was the primary caregiver for her mother as her mother was aging and, and sick. And I don't know all the details, but they suspect that she starved her mom and there was some speculation that she may have used Roundup and poisoned her food. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm watching oh, this documentary, God. I'm going to tell you that... Oh, Dee Dee, don't. Dee Dee, don't. The family, her family is really, I think, passive comes to mind because they, they talk about all this stuff. And, of course, in my mind, sitting there watching it, you know, with my cheese its extra toasty, I'm like, oh. How could they not do anything? You know, of course, right, right, right. I don't know all this story, but there's just a lot of passiveness of like, gosh, if I suspected my relative of killing their mother, I probably would have looked into that. But probably, but I can just picture you with a diet Coke and some Cheez Its, low carb, low carb Friday, fat, fat free Cheez Its, <laughs>
0: just <laughs> crunching, throwing a Cheez It at the TV. Like, that's not her mother. That's right. That's
1: not. <laughs> Yeah, that's about right. The family, honestly, they did not speak highly of Dee Dee. They had Gee, I'm surprised. Um, her dad and her stepmom were on the documentary talking about her, and I don't get the impression that they were close. All of the things that her dad had to say about her were pretty general stuff, like, boy, she was something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just awkward because it's like... Did you know who she was at all? Right. They just, you could tell that they didn't really think highly of her, stepmom especially. When the truth all comes out about what happened, they basically said, like, when Dee Dee's ashes came back, that nobody wanted them. And the family basically said, put them in the trash. And wow. then they laugh about it, which was really odd. Like, mom, dad oh. and stepmom are just like, yeah, oh. they said that. <laughs> Throw
0: him in okay. the dumpster.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was like, kind of kind how of like that
0: awkward is that so i
1: just like i said i don't get the impression there was closeness there and nobody had anything really, really amber, good to say really amber what gave you that
0: impression <laughs> they literally said they would throw <laughs> their daughter's ashes away <laughs> i honestly think they did like not even put them in the fireplace for a
1: reburn yeah. it's just nope it's Toss awesome them. Toss them. they go right to the waste service it's fine yeah I, so I, that was just an interesting part to me that there was not a lot of good things said about her, and and I and granted, like they all knew what I she like did to her daughter. How
0: PC you are about this? Because if this was my case, I'd be like, these bitches straight up hated <laughs> Dee Dee. Okay, they didn't even want her ashes, totally wanted to throw them in the dumpster Well, I
1: I do feel like her dad kind of like tried, but he didn't do a good job. He tried to say something good about her, but it was really, it was just bad. But he had his his wife sitting next to him who would have probably called his ass out. Yeah, Yeah.
0: it was just an awkward. Interesting
1: dynamic. Yes, interesting would be a good way to describe it. So when Dee Dee was 24, she became pregnant by Rod Blanchard, who was then 17. And blind? There is a possibility (laughs) that there was some blindness going on. So they named their daughter Gypsy Rose because Dee Dee liked the name Gypsy and Rod was a fan of Guns N' Roses.
0: (gasps) Okay. So they
1: combined the two. I love it. Shortly uh, after Gypsy Rose's birth in July of 1991, the couple separated because Rod realized that he got married for the wrong reasons. I mean, he was 17. He got pregnant. He got a twenty-four-year-old pregnant. you yeah. know. he mar- he married her to do the right thing.
0: Right. But it seems cool at the time to be into an older chick, but then mm-hmm. you know, as you grow up, and she gets older, yeah, right. you get older, yeah. And he, and you he realize she's
1: crazy. So <laughs> he's like, "I am." That was out. Probably a big part of it too. So Dee Dee made efforts to get him to stay, and. Sure. Um, he Like tying him to the bed? He wouldn't. You know, after we learn about her, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, that's what I'm wondering. So she eventually took her newborn daughter to live with family. Okay. And the two separated. A little, I want to do a little spinoff on her dad. He is in the documentary that I watched about this case. One of them, it's called Mommy, Dead, and Dearest.
0: Wow. And
1: uh, he talks that's about. That's an intense title. It is. Mommy, Dead, and Dearest. To be honest, I don't love that title. Me neither. Like, what kind it of flow at all?
0: Freaking intern staff meeting
1: decided that name that day. It doesn't flow at all. Um, I get what they're trying to do, but right. I just was like, eh, we could have done better. Yeah, I'm criticizing that a little bit. Yeah, like muncher madness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <have> been better. <laughs> they need to call us. Yes. So, he talked about his recollection that at a very young age, Dee, Dee insisted that Gypsy had breathing problems. Right around three months, she was like, Gypsy needs a breathing machine. She has sleep apnea. And she made sure that happened because Gypsy did, you know, end up taking, she had a, a breathing machine for okay. many, many years. As parents, you
0: are your child's best advocate.
1: Uh-huh. So, there was many overnight stays, sleep tests, all of that stuff because uh, Didi was certain that Gypsy had breathing problems, and so uh, before they had separated, Rod recalls that happening. So this started in her infancy. It did, mm-hmm. yes. Very, very early on. Didi became very convinced that Gypsy had a wide range range of health issues, which, and we mentioned in the beginning the things that Gypsy was known to have. Leukemia. Leukemia, mus- muscular, muscular dystrophy. dystrophy. There's so many more things that this child went through. I can't even probably touch them all, but I'm going to try. So first, kind of starting out, some of the issues were, were attributed to an unspecified chromosomal disorder. At some point, her mother claimed that Gypsy had, the, as we talked about, the MS and made her use a walker, which then eventually led to a wheelchair fully. So we talked about Rod. He had married Dee when he was only 17, and he obviously left her within the year. And so he did end up, he left the marriage, but he he stayed involved with Gypsy, Gypsy as best as he could. Okay. Um, Dee Dee would tell people that Rod was just a druggy loser that didn't want to be involved <sighs> with his child and, you know, painted a really bad picture of him abandoning his daughter. But according to Rod, who, like I said, he was on this documentary and he speaks about his side of things. Yeah. There's two sides to every and, story in the middle somewhere is the truth you know yes. i don't know what's true and what's not but there are many pictures that that are shown with him you know with gypsy when he's visited he said that he paid 1200 dollars in child support oh, all okay. through the years yeah. even until you know G- gypsy was past oh. 18 so it's not like he was just not involved with him okay. but he also talked about many many times that visits would fall through like he would try to set something up he and his wife at the, you know, now, yeah. they would try to arrange visits to see Gypsy and then... Dee Dee would sabotage it. Dee Dee would sabotage mm-hmm. it or she wouldn't respond when they right. were like, okay, we're, we'll meet at this place yeah. or whatever, in you know, to finalize. Manner. Yeah. Well, Dee Dee wouldn't respond and then a week later she would be like, oh, sorry, Gypsy was in the hospital. We were doing, you know, she was having this problem, blah, blah, blah. So they didn't get to see her okay. very much. So on his end... Manipulative. Very much so. He makes it sound like he did make the effort. He did want to see his daughter, and he tried to be involved, Mm -hmm. but... Dee, Dee wasn't having it. Yeah. I feel like Rod was put in a pretty difficult place with all of this. Um, if if his story is absolutely true. I mean, to be in that situation where you want to see your daughter, but you're constantly being told she's having all of these medical yeah. issues. When I first started watching the documentary and I heard him talking about like something really bad must have happened for her to kill her mom and whatnot, I was like, Where were you at? <laughs> you yeah, know? Oh, right, like, right. how did you not know? Yeah. But then as I'm hearing more of the stuff, I'm like, Okay, I get it. Her mom is telling Rod that all this stuff's going on and happening. And he's like, okay, you know, she's sick. You know, her mom's doing her best to care for her. I mean, I guess I I could see how it could happen, Mm -hmm. honestly. So he was kept outside of that circle Mm -hmm. and just told bits and pieces. So we'll talk about Gypsy a little bit. Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born on July 27th of 1991. Now, we talked about her age a little bit. She was not presented as her real age for many years. and So Gypsy actually didn't know how old she was for a long time. Okay, because I was really surprised by the date you just slapped me with. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, being a 2015 case, I thought that she was going to
1: be born. A young child. Yeah. And and that is the impression that actually, I get. Actually, the way she looks. Mm-hmm. Gypsy was very small and sickly looking, and so she was always played off to be younger than what she actually was. that makes
0: sense. I'm sorry, I should have said this a minute ago when we were on the topic, but when you lay it out like that of how Rod was manipulated to, oh, I'm sorry, but she's been in the hospital for a week and whatnot, and and when you're being presented with all these medical issues that maybe seem overwhelming Mm -hmm. to him, of like, oh, I do not know how to care for a child with, uh, with MS? Mm, yes, with MS and, or leukemia. I can see how it would be easy to just be like, well, I, I want to be in this child's life. Keep me updated on what's going on and I'll see her when I can. But when you're talking about significant medical issues, I can see how that would be overwhelming of like, okay, well, you run the show, Dee mm-hmm. because you're the one that knows the information and knows how to care for her.
1: I agree. And putting
0: him in a worse position, actually putting him in a more vulnerable position to be manipulated
1: absolutely and also you know if she if he's hearing that she's so sick and weak and whatever he he may be thinking well she shouldn't come to my she house she shouldn't she's, she's be got with to rest her mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so i kind of get it like i said at first i was like where were you for all of this right. but then i'm like you know what i could see how this yeah. you get Especially a really manipulative person yeah when you're being played
0: and you don't know you're being played so you think with the information that you have that you are making the best choice for your child Not knowing, you're not given the right information. Yeah, that is hard. That makes me sad for him. I
1: know. Me too. If he really made that effort and he had no clue, I'm sure that this all could have went much differently. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. But so when Gypsy was um, seven, around seven or eight, she was riding on her grandfather's motorcycle, and they had a little. It was a minor accident. So she suffered an abrasion on her knee. My understanding, like I said, it was a minor injury, but her mother gave her the wheelchair at that age that she would come to use. because she got a scrape Uh on her knee. And her mother said that doctors had given the wheelchair to her and she would have to use it. And so I think from that point on, Gypsy then was in the wheelchair. And convinced her that she had to be in the wheelchair. She had to be in the wheelchair. Oh, seven to eight years old. Can you imagine? And there was even an interview that I did watch where there were like, because Gypsy could walk. Yeah. the whole time but from that point on she was wheelchair bound so every time you see a picture and we'll post some of them every time you see a picture of her she is in a wheelchair there's even videos of her outside jumping in the snow and she like jumps out of her wheelchair and then pulls herself like she can't oh. use her legs so there was a lot of like show from her too that's the part where i'm just like this the, is the, mind that's the mind games
0: like, with the her. neighbors I were can, legit,
1: like, what? I can
0: jump out of the wheelchair, uh-huh. but then have to pull myself around on my arms.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It was, it was oh. like a, she, like,
1: you'll have to see the video. It's, like, okay. off of a porch, yeah. you know? But there's many videos of her seeming like a happy kid. Like, I'm a sick kid, but I'm happy, and I'm doing my best, and I'm in this wheelchair. Like, there's so oh many. I feel so bad Pictures, videos, and all of this stuff out there. Oh. So, and... They were involved in a lot of stuff. I'm going to get into that a little bit. Gypsy, she often went with her mom to the Special Olympics events. And so in 2001, Dee Dee at that time was claiming Gypsy was only eight. She would have been about 10 years old at that time. Okay. So she was named the honorary queen of the crew of Mid-City, a child-oriented parade held in Mardi Gras, New Orleans. So she was like part of this event because she was fighting all of these ailments oh and these sicknesses so getting all of this attention the attention mm-hmm. the f- they Didi and gypsy got a lot of attention media attention I mean, they were like this duo of like, oh, she's fighting all this stuff, and I'm sure that felt really good.
0: Well, that is a main
1: component of Munchausen's is the attention, attention. that is gained. And so this one, I mean, this this was significant. They had there's so many videos of them or pictures of them at these events, and they're getting Mm. donations and they're getting all of this stuff because Gypsy was so sick. They get the Make a Wish. Mm -hmm. Um, they they may have a lot of they may have. Do end up? They got some Disney trips, mm-hmm.
0: and and oh yeah, one of my actually one of my CPS cases ended up having a really make a wish in a C- in a um Disney. Yeah, trip. I think
1: they had they had several Disney trips. So Gypsy, she it appears she stopped going to school after about there's a range of kindergarten to second grade, like somewhere in there she stopped going because. Her mom said she was too sick to continue going oh. to public school. Okay, great. of course. So we're now yeah. we're isolating her yep. from everybody. And I read that she learned how to read through Harry Potter books, which is pretty Whoa. incredible. So a lot of made up shit words like muggle. <laughs> yes, that was cool. her life. Great. That I, was I love life. Harry Potter, but
0: there's a lot of made up shit in there. Yes, she made a yes. whole
1: world, wizarding world. I just thought that was interesting because I'm I'm assuming she didn't get. That homeschooling, you know, I don't know. Maybe they did. but no, I'm sorry. You can't tell me that D- with all her D-D- appointments and medical issues, mm-hmm. she was not getting. Dee
0: Dee was not teaching her about yeah. science. And no, she got to watch Magic
1: School Bus and read
0: Harry Potter. And Harry that's, Potter. That's
1: it. So in Slidell, um, which is where they lived for a while in mm-hmm. Louisiana. So Dee Dee and Gypsy, they had some, they had public housing. Um, They paid their bills with. Rod's child support, and they had some public assistance as well. Sure. So they were granted that because of Dee Dee's, um or I'm sorry, because of Gypsy's medical condition. Right. So they were getting money for- More reasons to keep it going. Mm-hmm. She probably has disability. So most of that time, it was spent in hospitals. It was spent her having medical procedures done. There's videos, and this is where it's mind-blowing, because there's videos of Gypsy, like, getting ready for surgeries, and she's smiling, and she's like, oh, we're here for the, you know, the procedure, and I have to get this done, and so... Because she has no idea that's not what a normal childhood looks like. It is so disturbing, because the show that Gypsy puts on is just as convincing as her mother. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably part of why this fell through the cracks for so long. For, I mean, until she murdered her mom. Because... Right. uh, there is one person that we'll get to that did suspect, but for the most part, the show was convincing. Like, oh my gosh, this little girl, she's sick, but she's so positive and full of life. But you know, if she had been taught her whole life that she was sick, she has
0: nothing normal to compare it to. Mm-hmm. So she thinks that this is how it she is? is sick. She doesn't actually realize what it really feels like to be sick. She thinks just how she feels is this is sickness. Yep. And it's so it's so fucked up when you talk about kids like convincing kids these things Mm -hmm. because you can you can convince them of anything because they do not
1: have a sense of reality yet. That's what you know she her mother paved the way for this and and she did a good job because maybe we can post some of those videos or something or you guys can check them out because they're very but you watch them and you're just like wow like
0: I don't I from what you've told me so far. It would be hard for me to believe that that Gypsy is acting. I think Gypsy is just
1: living her normal. Wh- what you know her what? Normal life is because this is what her mom has made it. Now that you mention that, you're absolutely right. I, I probably shouldn't refer to it as acting. It is. It is her life. Yeah, like so. This is real. Yeah,
0: this is this is her reality. It's just like I call the cup in front of you pink because my whole life I've been taught that that shade is called pink. Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe the joke's on me and. This shade that we're seeing, it's actually blue. Mm-hmm. But and I've been told my whole life that it's pink, so I call it pink. Like she doesn't know it's, it's her life. Yeah, it's how it she is. She doesn't know the, the difference. And that's so sad to me because she just was grown up made to believe that she's horrifically
1: sick. Yes. And there was an interview she, she did after all of this unfolded and where they kinda asked her about that. Like you could you knew you could walk. So why did you put stay in right. the wheelchair all that time? And she basically said, you know, I always just had the mindset that my mom knew best. That's right. So she had to stay in the wheelchair. we, We trust adults, kids trust adults, and they want to please adults. And there was this loving component mm-hmm. with them at times. And sure. so I'm sure that she thought her mom was taking care of her. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely. Um, so she said mom mom knew best. Well, and, and how many times
0: have you taken care of your own child and they just don't understand? Like like when the kids were little, why do I have to keep this Band-Aid on? Well, because if you take it off, you're going to keep bleeding and you're going to get yeah. blood everywhere.
1: Well, you have to you stay know? in the wheelchair. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
0: Why do I have to stay in the wheelchair? Where? Well, because it's best for you. You know, whatever line of shit she told her. You know, so then she's, okay, well, mom's, sad. Mom, mom's yeah. taking care moms of me. Moms
1: know it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because when you see how animated she is and how, you know, smiley and great she is for the camera, my mind was automatically like the show of it. Mm-hmm. But it is her life. This mm-hmm. is her life. She's sick and she's trying her best.
0: And probably because mom has prepared her for that too. Like, you know, be a brave girl Mm -hmm. and put, you know, do.
1: And she would tell her things too, like, okay, well, don't, you know, don't mention that you can walk, just sit there still. Don't just, she'd give her those things too. Yeah. Again, kids want to
0: please their parents. So they will do as their parents say for a most part, you know, let's, this is not talking about defiant times that kids have and, and things like that, but for the most part, developmentally, children want to please. Yeah. Their parents. They do. If mom says not to mention that I can walk, then I won't. I'm not going to let her down. I won't mention that I can walk. And I'm sure she enjoyed
1: that she could feel the attention that she was getting too, and that Mm -hmm. all feels so lovely. Yep, and I don't obviously fault this child for that, but I'm sure it did feel good. Like, all these people are rooting for you, gifts and money donated, and, Mm -hmm. you know, at one point they had a house donated, and... Wow. Yeah, they had the... I can't remember the... It's in my notes somewhere. But so what that is
0: doing is completely reinforcing to her that that all to, of this is good mm-hmm. and that we need to continue doing it. And it doesn't matter that I can walk. I'm going to stay in the wheelchair.
1: Yes. Okay. So the health problems they did progress to were adding some hearing problems, some vision problems. Like wow. They just continued to, to build up and more things are coming about.
0: And where are the do- is she doctor hopping because that's a big
1: component of it too. And there was some doctor hopping, and I was going to talk about the MS a little bit okay. because when they did a muscle biopsy on oh Gypsy, God, this poor girl, they exactly all these tests and the surgeries that her mother convinced that she needed
0: I, that baffles me.
1: So they did this muscle biopsy on on Gypsy, and they didn't find a sign of of MS. I'm sorry. I, if I did refer to MS, it's muscular dystrophy. And I, I think I've said MS a couple of times, so yes. I apologize. Okay. It's muscular dystrophy is what she's reported to have. Okay. So forgive me on that. But so Didi Dee Dee insisted that, G, that Gypsy had this. And so she actually was successful in securing some treatment some way, somehow for her daughter because of these issues. So after she told uh, she told doctors that, Gypsy had seizures every couple months, and so they had also prescribed an anti-seizure medication. Several surgeries were performed on Gypsy during this time.
0: Like, for what?
1: And there were a couple things that I read about, and there's so many things, like I said, I could go on forever. But, so one of the things that I read about, this one just hurts me, um... So the, she convinced doctors there was something wrong with gyps- Gypsy's salivary glands. Okay. And they remove some of them. So what she convinced the doctors of is that Gypsy had excessive drooling. Like she couldn't stop drooling. And what what she would do is put medication, like numbing medication, on her oh gums, God. on her so mouth to increase drool. the drooling. So they did the surgery on her salivary glands and... Obviously, they're not working anymore, and her teeth literally ended up rotting out. Like, if you see pictures of her, her I, teeth. I did see that. Yeah. I wondered. They rot. Oh, my gosh. And that that one was just so, it was so sad to me. So, just stuff like that all the mm-hmm. time. She'd had stomach surgery. She She's had Purposely things.
0: doing things to give her symptoms so that they will perform surgeries. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And it's mind-blowing how it's many common. things happen. And when I was doing all of this, reading about it, I would really be curious to hear from someone that works in the medical field if there's, like, things they can look for or – because I can see how this would be – it would be hard to catch.
0: It is definitely – I had extensive conversations with doctors when I was working these cases. As a, as a CPS worker, it's a very difficult type of case to prove yeah. Yeah. and to, to have. In talking with doctors extensively about it, there are signs, there are things that they look for, but what's difficult is that when you are talking young kids, you rely on the parents yeah. to be their child's mm-hmm. advocate.
1: That's why I feel like it would be so difficult because there's a fine line between, well, I suspect this, but also if I, I don't, don't want treat it, uh-huh, yes. I don't want to be and liable a, if yep. I didn't treat something wrong with this child. So I can see how this would just be such a toxic web to be definitely in. wrapped up in. Uh huh. So I can see how it goes. Under the cracks. Yeah. Especially with the young child. And especially if you have a
0: a parent that is advocating of, I want you to do this Mm -hmm. surgery. I want you to do X, Y, and Z because this is what I'm seeing at home. This is what's happening. And if they're coming into their office and presenting with symptoms that are falsely present because of the parents doing they they don't know that they don't know that mom put numbing medication on the child's gums to make her drool excessively you know and stuff like that they don't have that knowledge so they're just working with the
1: information that's given to them Mm -hmm. and not to mention with this case you know she made sure to to paint the picture that Gypsy was cognitively impaired, like she had the mentality yes. of a seven year old so child. no matter how old she is, she had to she be can't, her advocate. Mm-hmm. Advocate. Mm-hmm. And so, and Gypsy talks about that a little bit too after uh, the murder that she didn't see a way out of this because if she tried to speak up, people would just be like, "Well, she's you know, oh, she's wow. not competent to speak for herself." And
0: how maddening, Amber. It To know that you are a fully functioning adult and no one will see you that way because of the web that your mm-hmm. mom
1: has. You weave, are absolutely weaved, weaved, trapped and woven, woven, woven. woven. Weaven. <laughs> yes.
0: And shall it henceforth shall be. woven.
1: <laughs> so I don't know if I mentioned this already, but so Gypsy and... Dee were also Hurricane Katrina survivors. No, you have not mentioned that. Okay. So they, you know, they were living in that area at the time. And obviously we know how devastating that hurricane was. And yes. so they survived that, but it ruined their apartment. So they did end up moving in 2005. So one of the doctors had suggested that they relocate to their, you know, native area in Missouri. And so they actually, like, had, they airlifted them there. You know, I think the wow. medical... You know, the hospital helped out with all of this, like, oh, we'll relocate you. And that probably added to the compassion that the public had for them is like, oh, they survived this hurricane and this poor girl. You know, I am sure I would be eating it up, too. Like, oh, my gosh, this poor girl. Yes. You know. So at first, Dee, Dee and Gypsy, they lived in a rented home in Aurora, which is in the southwest area of the state. And so during that time, Gypsy was honored by the Olay Foundation, which advocates for the rights of feeding tube recipients because at one point she had a feeding tube as well. Holy shit! Um, I think that correlated with some of like the dystrophy, muscular dystrophy, and not you know muscles being weak and whatnot. So she, um, in in just bas- basically malnourishing her, so she yeah. probably wasn't even. strong And if enough you to see swallow, her, she looks so she weak, does. absolutely, and so small. So in two thousand t- in two thousand seven, she was child of the year. And um, so in 2008, that's when they they got a home built for them from Habitat for Humanity is who built it. So Mm -hmm. this was a big deal. They had a wheelchair ramp put in. They had a hot tub. They had, um, it sounds like it was a legit, like, really nice place. There's videos of them, like, celebrating and pictures. And so this was, like, amazing for them. This makes me
0: so sad for all the people who legitimately struggle benefit from services like this. And here this woman is manipulating it all.
1: Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie, I'm a soft-hearted person, so... Hearing a story about a single mom that survived Hurricane Katrina with yeah, her sick with, daughter, right. I would eat that up with a spoon. With her special medical needs like, daughter, take mm-hmm. my money, definitely take it all. Yeah,
0: it's I like get me it. With
1: the dogs online, yeah, I was like, here, stay
0: away from all Sarah McLachlan songs and oh, the ASPCA oh commercials. They, they hurt me we so do. badly.
1: So there was an outpouring of support, obviously, from a lot of charities. They're just like, here, take it all. Yeah, take everything of from us. They got stays in Ronald McDonald house um, during medical appointment. They are, uh, um, they're awesome. Are they really nice? Yes. I would imagine they would be pretty nice. And you know what? I want to say that, it, I mean, I'm glad because people deserve that when they're going through, like really yes. going through all of yep. that. Yep. When your
0: child's going through something like that and uh-huh. to not have to worry about the cost yeah, it's like, well, of I a hotel mm-hmm. and, the, I mean, and they do transportation and stuff. There's so much that they do to just help the parents, like, Focus on their child, and that's amazing. And that's so cool. But so she
1: even got she even took advantage of all that. She got the Ronald McDonald. She got backstage passes to Miranda Lambert. All concert. right, Dee Dee, yeah, I'm, I'm done. done with you. I'm done. I am done. Multiple free tri- trips to Disney, and you called it the Make a Wish Foundation did provide yep. the I think the concert tickets. Yep, of for course. her. So, yeah. and Rod was still on the the sidelines paying his child support. So they were doing. Really well. Rod's probably over here, like, I can't see my daughter, but she's sick. I'm just gonna pay. And so this was really interesting too. Rod recalls calling Gypsy on her 18th birthday. Dee Dee tells Rod, make sure you don't mention that she's 18 because she she has also convinced him that he her functioning is limited. She'll get confused. She doesn't really understand. She doesn't think she's that old. Because she's been telling Gypsy oh. that she's younger this whole time. My God. Rod recalls, because again, he's kind of over here clueless about everything. Yes. he recalls thinking that that was really freaking weird. Yeah. But he didn't question. He's like, right. okay. Because he doesn't want to do more harm. She has harm. all this stuff. Yeah. So he, to you know. To his own daughter. It's like, whatever you say. Before we
0: throw stones at Rod, also remember that Gypsy was born when he was 17 years old. Dee mm-hmm. Dee was 24 call in the shots right from the beginning, and how often do we fall into relationship patterns of behavior? And so right from the get-go, when he's a young 17-year-old, he just trusted that Dee Dee knew what she was talking about and that she could care for Gypsy best. So you fall into this relationship pattern of, okay, yep, all right, I'm going to take her advice because nothing bad has happened so far. So I'm going to just trust what she's saying. Dee doing a good
1: job. She's doing all of this care. Yep. I trust her. Yeah, I'm sure that's how it went. And it but. makes it worse
0: because the way that Gypsy looks is very convincing. Yes,
1: and so I was actually, that was the next part I was going to talk about is that a lot of people really fell in love with Gypsy because she was this little tiny girl mm-hmm. and her voice is super tiny too mm-hmm. if you hear her talk really high-pitched and she just sounds so delightful and Aww,
0: um not at all like a munchkin like you from the lollipop like gills,
1: like you just did. not super creepy like i just unfortunately portrayed her Wait, you just sounded she,
0: like one of the from. <laughs>
1: yeah well, yeah we represent <laughs>
0: the lollipop
1: yes. yeah that's she didn't sound like that <laughs> okay for the record But she was toothless almost. She had these big glasses. She was bald. Her mother would shave her head because she said, "Well, your hair is going to fall out anyway with the leukemia. You're going to lose it anyway, so we'll just keep it shaved." So she's bald the whole time throughout her. Is it
0: bad that at this point in time we're an hour into about an hour into the podcast and I? Have no, I no longer have empathy for the fact that you told me this woman was found mm-hmm. dead on her
1: bed yeah, at the beginning. Your feelings, I think, are are normal, and this is why. Like I said, you hear there all this really stuff. You're like, is, who's the victim in this? Right? There really is no out for her. She's mm-hmm. not wrong. She is trapped beyond wow imaginable words. Like you said, even if she went and tried to tell everyone, like, look, I can walk. Look, I can talk. She has
0: set the tone for she is cognitively impaired.
1: Mm -hmm. Holy smokes. This is Bananas. So another piece to this, when they left the house, Dee Dee would take the oxygen, she had an oxygen tank and uh, feeding tube, so they would did. take those with her. And Gypsy was fed children's liquid nutrition, um, Pediasures, and yeah. so she was like, that was what
0: she would get. Oh, no, Yeah, so she's malnourished. Well
1: into her 20s.
0: Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. No. And I can't help but notice that Dee Dee herself didn't deprive herself of a snack or two. <laughs>
1: Jesus, <laughs>
0: criminy!
1: You, you are correct, Charlotte. Um, I think your observation
0: is is legitimate. Never body shame anyone except for heinous individuals that deserve it. And I'm sorry, Dee Dee, but while you're clearly enjoying your little debbies, for the both of you, you are starving. <laughs> your, poor child your daughter is
1: starving. She was so small. Um, Put down the ding dong, Dee Dee. <laughs> ding dong, Dee Dee. <laughs> That's what we'll Just call what her. She needs to be. No, Dee Dee used physical abuse to control her daughter. I was going to ask that um, too. So there are lots of clips. If you if you look back in videos, she's always holding Gypsy's hand in all of the videos, all the pictures. She's got this. I think she's even in that picture I showed you holding her hand, mm-hmm. along and with the puppy that I'm still fearful. That for. poor puppy. That puppy knew. Yeah, what was going on? Yeah, dogs know. So whenever. Uh, Gypsy would say something that was a little too suggestive or say too much. She would squeeze, squeeze her. her hand mm-hmm. and, oh, you know, hate tight squeeze like uh. you're, you know, a warning. And then when the two were alone, Dee Dee would strike her with uh, her fist or a coat hanger mm-hmm. she would use to beat her. And honestly, I don't know that we'll ever know the extent of everything because, like I said, nobody had a frickin' clue any of this was going on the entire time yep. until so everything. So there's a whole bunch that Gypsy can't remember. Probably.
0: From her childhood.
1: Because this went on into her 20s.
0: Right. All so, of this. And I mean, think about it. I
1: can't remember all of my childhood.
0: None of us can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of us, it's probably pretty thankful that we can't remember
1: everything. But...
0: Yeah, I'm glad I've blocked
1: some things out. Right. I
0: think my earliest memory, I'm
1: like five, four or five. There's a bunch that we don't know and we'll never know. The only things that we have are Gypsy's, her story of telling what her mother did after her mother was dead. Because nobody knew about any of this stuff. I did mention there was one person that was suspicious of some behaviors. and. So his name was Bernardo Flasterstein. Flasterstein? Flasterstein? <laughs> it's a lot of shring. Sh- sh- Bernardo. Bernardo, he Bernardo. was a pediatric okay. neurologist. Yes.
0: All right, all right. And he's so, got Didi's Dee number, huh?
1: He has. He was he was suspicious because I like the
0: bathroom wall kind. Like yeah,
1: Like he knew something. I see up. you.
0: I see you, ding dog Dee Dee.
1: <laughs> I see you, Triple D. And right. I am. <laughs> On to you. It's actually quadruple D. Ding it is. It is. Yeah. Quadruple D. Quad D, right here. Well, so, this part kind of took me on a, an emotional roller coaster because I'm like, yes, Bernardo. And then it was kind of like, mm. Bernardo knew. No. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I because know that roller coaster. He was suspicious because when they did an MRI and some of the blood tests, they found no abnormalities. They also. He indicated that somebody with muscular dystrophy would have a decline in muscle function Sure, because you're not using those muscles in yep. your legs. They will naturally shrink. And there was no indication with Gypsy's legs that that was happening. So he was like, I think this bitch this, got some Munchausen going on. Right, and he right. actually put that in He's, his report. Yeah. He's, he specifically indicated that he suspected Munchausen by proxy at that time. Okay, Here's the problem. And this is where I was like, no. He was in the documentary talking about this. He suspected it. He called her out. But nobody else really cared. And I don't want to say they didn't care, but nobody else acted on Took that. Took it seriously. And you got Ronald McDonald. You got, you know, the Make housing. Make a wish. You've the... got Habitat for, her, for Humanity. He, he said, yes, I suspected. But with, with no one else basically on my side, I mean, how was I going to take all this on and, you know, okay. be the one to be like, she's lying with all these people.
0: Okay. So I, I get it. Yeah, let me let me put myself in his position.
1: Would I have liked Bernardo to have a little more of a fight? Yes. Right. A little more zest in your step, mm-hmm. Bernardo. But maybe. he documented that's what he suspected and he was on to onto the behaviors. She quickly did change doctors and you know, she knew he was on to them yes. and so she got rid of him real quick.
0: Yes, that is a very, very common piece yep. too. and something that I battled with the cases that I worked. As well as trying to, they would stay such a short period of time with doctors that it eventually got to the point where I had to show, look at all the doctor hopping. Uh When they heard something they didn't like, they went to another doctor. That's exactly
1: what she did. She somehow got access to his notes, which I'm sure she was doing what she does somehow. But so once she saw that, she was like, peace out. So how did she? Well, people are very savvy though. But yeah, I mean, whether when you want to find find something, you're going to do it, and I'm sure she had her ways. Hmm. I'm too lazy for all of that, but it takes a lot of planning and effort. Flasterstein didn't follow up by reporting DD, like I said, he suspected, but he was like, okay, I, don't, I, was I got nothing. Ask that.
0: All right, Bernardo, come uh-huh. on, man, at least report it.
1: He said he had been told by other doctors to treat. The pair with golden gloves, as as he quotes, um, oh, fuck and that. and doubted the author authorities would believe him because of all. Like I said, I mean, she was yes. like America's little sweetheart with all of her. You know, everybody loved her. She was adorable. I mean, if I thought she was a sick child, sure. I would be like, "Oh my yeah. god!"
0: Who wants to be the asshole that's you know like, trying to claim that? Yeah. she's
1: not really sick. I
0: okay, all right. So I it's get like it. I get it. I, I do. I'd like to think I have big enough kahunas to say something, but maybe I wouldn't. I've right. never
1: been in that position. I when don't you're know. facing the rest of the world, like in love with this child and this mother daughter story, and and then ne- the
0: possible negative press that could come on you and your practice or your hospital. Mm-hmm. That's a lot
1: to take on. So I get it. So there was actually another, there was one other call that had come in to the police about Dee, Dee using um, different names and birth dates for herself and her daughter. Because oh. like I said, the age, she was always playing yes. with the age. So somebody obviously caught on to that and they reported her. Officers performed a wellness check and Dee, Dee did her thing, explained everything. The officers ate it up with a spoon and so nothing ever came of that report it didn't go anywhere. Okay. So I'm sure that she presented and if you look at the videos and stuff she seems like the super loving mom. Sure. She's like, of oh, course we're doing this and oh gypsy has got her appointment and mm-hmm. you know she's doing this too. I, yes, do Doo, lo- do like the lollipop girls, <laughs> yes. by the way that is the motion you just did. It's convincing, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I
0: I it has to be. I mean that's that's all part of it.
1: So yep, she that file was closed. they they didn't look into it any anymore. Since 2001, Gypsy attended these science fiction and fantasy conventions, which is adorable. and sometimes she would go in costumes. <laughs> and she felt like she could blend in there because she was in a wheelchair. she knew, you know she was different. so she yeah. liked going to these. And there was an event in 2011 which they think maybe she tried to escape. It was an attempt. Um, that ended with her mother finding her in a hotel room with a man she had met online. Oh. Dee Dee again produced paperwork giving Gypsy's false younger mm-hmm. birth date and threatened to inform the police, like probably something like you're with a minor or yes. something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Gypsy recalls that afterwards, Dee Dee smashed her computer with a hammer and, fra- and threatened to do the same to her fingers if she ever <gasps> tried to escape again. Oh my gosh. She also kept Gypsy leashed and handcuffed to the bed for two weeks. This is like some Rapunzel shit. I know. It's so horrible.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Dee Dee later told Gypsy that she had filed paperwork with the police, claiming that Gypsy was mentally incompetent. Um, Yes, because that's where you file that paperwork. And so I believe, you know, prior to that, she had always said that, The mentality was of a seven-year-old, but then she legally went to take action. Mm. Again, as we mentioned, leading Gypsy to believe that if she attempted Mm -hmm. to go to the police for help, they would not be able to help her. They wouldn't believe her. So sometime around 2012, Gypsy, she continued to use the internet after her mom had gone to bed. And keeping in mind, she's older now. She's wanting to have some kind of life that she's never had. She's a freaking adult. Uh Uh-huh. She's curious about boys Definitely. well men at that point right. you know she's wanting to experience so regardless, some of these things she is developing mm-hmm. her brain her, and body her sexual i mean of she's course. never been able to explore any of these things yes and so there's this part of her that's wanting to do that naturally and still being yeah. so confined Yep. so gypsy continued to use the the internet you know even after that incident yeah. she would kind of sneak around after her mom went to bed she would make contact with online dating and whatnot and mm-hmm. chatting so this is when she ma- makes contact with nicholas go okay that we That's had how talked he about. comes in mm-hmm. so he was about her age and they met on a christian singles dating site and so they started talking all the time i'm gonna tell you that Nicholas, so we have a lot going on here with Nicholas. First of all, he is identified as on the spectrum. Okay. So he's autistic. I've seen Asperger's autistic. You know, he's on the spectrum somewhere. Mm -hmm. I also saw that he was diagnosed with, with disassociative identity disorder. And I only saw that in one portion, so I don't know if that's completely true, but it was in, I mean, he had some mental health issues going on. Sure. He had been Reported, There's some criminal history and some sexual issues as well. Like he was reported in a uh, McDonald's bathroom masturbating to pornography for like eight hours is what I read. That's a lot.
0: Boy, it seems, a like, lot. It, it seems like it'd get raw. But I get excited about <laughs> french fries too.
1: So so, there are some things yeah, going on going there's a on lot to unpack here. Mm-hmm. All right. But the two, they, they hit it off. They were talking of all course. the time. So they continue. I mean, they talk for a while. And Gypsy confided in Aaliyah Woodmansey, and she was the neighbor. So she's she's 23. She's Gypsy's neighbor. And she didn't know that Gypsy was actually her own age. She thought of sure. Gypsy as younger because of that's course. what they were told. Yeah. But they, it sounded like they kind of talked a little bit. At times, probably very controlled. Actually, I believe she is the girl that's in the documentary and talked about, like, mom was always nearby. Yeah. Like, Gypsy did not have yep. free Any time. Mm-hmm. No girl time going on. So she confided to Aaliyah that she and Nicholas had discussed eloping and getting married and names for their children. All that stuff that you do yeah. probably you earlier on. Girl talk you know. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they were just really falling for each other online, and so Gypsy, she apparently had five different Facebook accounts than they would, oh. she would interact with.
0: Okay, also goes to show that she does not have the mentality of
1: a seven-year-old mm-hmm.
0: when she has exactly. the ability. To,
1: I couldn't manage that many yeah. accounts, my goodness. <laughs> Long story short, with their relationship, it did turn into this very sexually driven sure. relationship. They started exchanging pictures and yeah. sexual fantasies, and a of lot course. of role playing, a lot of sexting. Yes, mm-hmm. Nicholas was very big on like the the role playing and fantasy type worlds of like okay. you know different scenarios. And what ended up happening is uh, Gypsy kind of confided some of these things to Aaliyah. You know, I think it's the closest thing. She's the closest thing to a friend that Gypsy had. Mm -hmm. Well, Aaliyah didn't know that Gypsy was her age. She thought she was younger. Right. So she ends up confiding in Gypsy's mother. Like, I think there's this predator taking advantage of her. Oh, shit. Because Nicholas is her age. Yeah. Gypsy's real age. Yep. But Gypsy presents as this younger person... Oh, so no. and, and I obviously so
0: think she's doing something she's a good, good girl and she's yeah. like
1: the poor gypsy's going to be a victim to the sexual predator. I'm right. going to tell her.
0: Oh, no! so Dee
1: Dee again isn't having Having it, she tries to like destroy her stuff, take all of her social media, you know, take all of that contact away. Right. as She normally does isolate her. They were still able to maintain contact. I think these two like really had this strong relationship mm-hmm. online going the fantasies and the all of that stuff that, that yeah. I feel like it's normal teenage stuff. Like, oh, what are our kids names going to be? Yeah. All of that stuff. So they do. They do manage to maintain contact. And so the next year, I mean, this the, the contact goes on for a while. So within the next year, Gypsy, she arranges a meeting with Nicholas, which is kind of top secret. So the plan was for them to meet at the movie theater and just bump into each other. Oh, okay. And, you know, she and, and her mom, Dee Dee, were going to go to the movies and then Nicholas would just happen to be there. Okay. And I, <laughs> I love this part. So they were going to meet both of them in full costume, so, oh, all right. So they were they were very into up. the role play. Yes, definitely. they were. Okay. They were. What the details of the plan were is that they would, oh, bump into each other, start chatting, and then she would introduce her mother to him as just somebody. You know, oh, this is just somebody I met here. Like they'd never been talking. Oh, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a playful, like cutesy thing, but okay. they wanted to meet a this meet is, cute. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> So, they did meet in person for the first time, and they do not hesitate to take action. They end up having sex in the bathroom at oh the movie gosh. theater with Dee Dee, with Dee Dee. eating her milk duds. So I don't want to the be dirty, but I feel like the two of them probably were deprived. in in those areas. I'm I'm guessing the interaction wasn't long. Well certainly. Um, (laughs) I get it that she probably wasn't gone for a mysterious amount of time. But thirty seconds later they returned to the movie. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know how long when they were in there, but they did meet in the bathroom and they got got their their love on. Okay. And so Wow! So that happened. They, you know, they meet, and so they continue their internet relationship after this. I'm sure it's probably, you know, more intense at that point.
0: Also, and so bathroom sex. You're grossing me out here at the Public theater.
1: Bathroom oh. sex. I oh. feel bad for whoever whoever was in there, and you got these people in costumes. <laughs> Please don't ever <laughs> like, let that happen to me, Lord, sweet baby Jesus. They were probably Amen. just like, okay, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah, It's terrifying. But so what happens after this? Like I said, we have this girl that's never experienced any life, and she's sick of it. You know, she's yeah, and never and now she's had
0: sex. Now she's had sex. So, like, you have unleashed a whole new beast. Yep.
1: Yeah. So what happens is they begin to conspire to kill Didi, Dee Dee. of course, and because they, they begin see to plan no it. other way she's, out, she's trapped. Yeah. She's absolutely trapped. And, and they so, can't continue to have theater bathroom sex. They can't not, in costume. Not on Didi's Dee watch. What were the costumes? Do you know? I really want to know. <laughs> And I, I will try to find out because I didn't see that information.
0: I just, I just feel like that would give us a more accurate picture. You know, was it, you know, a bunny and a horse or were we talking Star Wars?
1: I don't... Yes, we need to know. Yeah. These are the tiny details that we need. <laughs> the the public needs to know. And it's amazing because this spans over several years and they really only physically have contact just a few times, but they're still planning all of this. In June of two thousand fifteen, Nicholas returns to Springfield and that's where they were living at the time. And so when they when he arrives, Gypsy and Dee Dee were at a doctor's appointment, I'm sure, for one of Gypsy's problems. Sure, right. Um so they were away. And then after they returned home, the evening passes, Didi Dee Dee goes to sleep, and so then he goes over to the home. Okay. Gypsy lets him in, and she provides him with duct tape, gloves, and a knife, with the understanding that those things would be be used to kill Didi. So Gypsy hid in the bathroom and covered her ears so she would not have to hear her mother screaming. Mm. Nicholas Gotijan then stabbed Dee Dee 17 times in her back while she was asleep. And then the two had sex afterwards, and from uh, Nicholas Gotijan's testimony, they did it all. Anal, oral, and... (sighs) Everything, which I was why like, why
0: does he have to testify
1: to that? I honestly, I want to be know honest, what I feel the costumes spe- were, but I didn't need to know that. I feel like this could be tied into a spectrum thing. Like, I'm not going to hold, I'm telling you exactly True. what happened. That is a good point. You know like, what I mean? I,
0: you want the details? Yeah. I'm going to
1: tell you. You want to know what all. happened? This is exactly yes. what happened. Okay. So, so we did it all. He all said they the did things. it all. I don't know if that was some kind of celebration afterwards, but it almost, you know, or it kind like like, of seems yeah. like, like now we can do it all. She's dead. We're free. We can mm-hmm. go. They took $4,000 in cash from uh, safe that Dee Dee or, you know, some, something that she'd been saving the money in. Oh, I'm not. I mean, I'm not
0: condoning murder. This isn't right. It's a loaded case. But damn. I. hmm I, you know, sometimes being an empathetic person, you really can see both sides. Like, I understand why they would feel the desperation mm-hmm. of
1: there's the no other way. And I just want to mention too. I don't know if I made it clear when I started talking about Nicholas. He's on the spectrum. He had the DID, yeah, but he also um, was low, lower functioning. Okay, so he had some kind of cognitive easier to manipulate too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I just want to throw that out there because that's a component in this as well, definitely. So they fled to a motel outside of Springfield where they stayed for a couple days while they were planning what they were going to do next. Mm -hmm. During that time, they were seen on security cameras in several locations. Gypsy said at that point she believed the two had managed to get away with this. Yeah. So they were probably, probably feeling, feeling good. feeling
0: like she's living her best life. This mm-hmm. is the first freedom she's ever had her whole life.
1: Isn't that, when you stop and think about Ugh. that, you're right. Like, that's probably, it was probably thrilling in some she's way. She's 24 years old. Like, I am out with this person that I love. Yeah. We can wear our costumes. We yes. can do whatever we want. do we want.
0: Because, you know, I've been treated like a seven-year-old might entire life Mm -hmm. and now I'm I can finally be treated like a 24 year old yeah wow so they
1: (laughs) I don't understand the reasoning in this but so they mailed the murder weapon back to uh, go to John's home in Wisconsin, so they wouldn't get caught with it. Uh-oh. So they politely mailed it back, I guess, to his house. And I don't mean oh, to laugh, okay? But you have two people who are essentially so naive. Yeah, you know what I of mean. Course. And they've yep. done this.
0: How well, how else do you get something from point A to point B when yeah. you can't take it there yourself? You
1: mail it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So several. Yeah. Like we need to get rid of this. What are we gonna do? I grab know. some stamps, honey. <laughs> We're going to the post office. Oh, this is just, I'm not going to lie to you. My heart hurts for both of them. Me too. And when I, when I was researching this, I'm like, this just sucks. I might be a
0: horrible person because my heart hurts less for Didi.
1: I am like not disagreeing with you. Think about this. Think about this. You guys, when you
0: think about having surgery and the pain medication and the, the constant poking with needles. In medical appointments that that girl had to go Uh through,
1: and and when she was a child, that's like we said, it was how it was. But as she's getting older and she's meeting a boy, and traumatizing
0: that is. And I maybe it's different for me because I have I have a husband who has a chronic illness from childhood, Uh and he, as a grown ass adult, he hates hospitals. He cannot stand having an IV put in because it's been his entire life. Yeah. And he is just like, he is over it. I mean, it is, it, it creates trauma. And she had People to have been. might not realize that, you know, even like a white coat, like seeing a white coat when you've grown up as a child, constantly having to go to doctor's appointments, a white coat can re-traumatize mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Something that simple. So. Don't like, I have. I really struggle with this I because it's not okay that they murdered Dee by any means, and she shouldn't have lost her life in this. But at the same time, I can see why she thought that it was the only way the she only was going to get to live hers. And that's a literally like what is, she says it is like a self defense plea, it was the only way she could prove that she is competent and could move on with her life. But unfortunately, I'm sure she probably. Didn't get to. Yeah. You'll get to that. Yeah, but.
1: we're coming. Actually, we're coming back full circle to that Facebook post when you know <laughs> mm-hmm. because the murders happened, and so obviously there was that really yeah. suspicious post why, that happened.
0: Why, why, Gypsy? And is it because she wanted her mom's b- body to be found?
1: Yes, that's okay. what the speculation exactly was, that in some way, you know, she did want to make sure that her mo- mother's body was found. Okay,
0: that mm-hmm. makes sense to me. I mean, she's cognitively coherent enough to know that she needed to get attention, mm-hmm. the shock
1: and awe. People mm-hmm. don't put that stuff on Facebook, so that'll that'll raise some flags and get the police there. A couple people had tried to call Dee, and, you know, the phone went unanswered, so obviously they're like, okay, we should probably go check it out. Um, so they go to the house, they knew that the two of them were often gone on medical trips, you know, and they were gone a lot, but they saw that Dee Dee's, um, car was in the, in the driveway still. Sure. Or she's probably there, you know, inside. So this is all kind of suspicious. Protective film on the windows made it hard to see inside. Of course, she's got herself some I pr- was just protective say film, that.
0: Uh-huh. just in case she's walking around. Yep, So they
1: couldn't see, you know, the neighbors couldn't see inside, mm-hmm. and so nobody answered. So they called nine one one at that point, and then. Police got there. And like I said, at this point, they still think they have these amazing neighbors, Dee Dee, the caretaker, and her poor sick child. So they probably were concerned. They're like, oh my gosh, Dee Dee. You know, they had no clue. Nobody had a clue about any of this. So when the police arrived they had to wait for a search search warrant to be issued because Right. They can't just, they go can't just busting enter. down the door. But they allowed one of the neighbors present to climb through a window while they were there and I guess let them in at the time. Right. And basically like take the liability. Yeah, of like uh, you you're breaking and yes. entering. Yeah, I think not that's kind of what happened. Mm-hmm. So when they got inside they saw that there was nothing disturbed, that Gypsy's wheelchairs were all still there. So they really thought she was abducted at that time.
0: Sure. Because why would you think anything else? Yeah.
1: And so, and let me go back to that because that was just the neighbor entering. The police actually did wait until the warrant was issued, which it was, okay. and then they entered. Okay. Um, they then found Dee Dee's body and uh, a GoFundMe account was actually set up to pay for her funeral because everybody oh. was like devastated yeah. that this had happened. It sounded sure. like somebody broke in and yeah. murdered her for no reason. Of so
0: that's what communities that rally together do. I get it.
1: Uh-huh. So all of the people that knew the, you know, DeeDee Dee and Gypsy, They feared the worst that even if Gypsy hadn't been harmed, she'd been, um, you know, helpless without her wheelchair and her medications. And so if she was abducted, she wouldn't make it long because she had oxygen tank, feeding tube, wheelchairs, and nothing was gone. Right. They're like, oh my gosh, this poor child. So Aaliyah, the the friend, um, she was among the neighbors that had gathered. This obviously drew a crowd and she... Basically indicated to police that she knew about this online boyfriend that Dee Dee ha- or of that Gypsy had that she was
0: tipsing, yeah. tipping, tipping Dee, Dee off to of like he may take advantage of the
1: sexual predator. Yeah, so she showed them the printouts that apparently she had saved. I think probably to show Dee Dee. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. But she showed the police those, and based on that information, the, the police asked Facebook to trade the, to trace the addresses. Oh, okay. And so that's how they found the two of them in Wisconsin. I see. Again, they don't know what they're doing no, with right. any of this, and they, they were caught pretty quickly. Both Gypsy and Nicholas surrendered per, pretty much right sure. away, and they were taken into custody on murder charges. So the news that Gypsy was safe, I, I mean – they were relieved to hear that she was back home and safe. She was welcomed back. Like, yay, she is safe. But when the announcement came out about everything that had happened, Green County Sheriff Jim Arnold had warned that things are not always what they appeared, indicating there was a lot going on with this case. And they, they soon started to report the truth of what was going on, that Gypsy had never been sick and she had always been able to walk the entire time. How did time. she prove it?
0: I mean, did she... Walk and then get some medical tests done to prove that yes. she did not have
1: leukemia and so muscu- there's, muscular dystrophy. So there's some there's some clips of her, like, in the sheriff's office where they, like, ask her to start walking because they also thought to this point that she was severely handicapped. Mm-hmm. So they, they ask her to, like, and you see her stand up and start walking, you know. So I think they kind of unfolded everything from there after okay. they saw that she clearly could yeah. walk. Yeah, um, that's a
0: big one. And this all just really ticks me off for all the and all the people that are struggling Mm -hmm. with muscular dystrophy and leukemia and all of these things that she claimed her child had. Mm -hmm. Just really pisses me off. No, it's because there are parents everywhere dealing with that with their child.
1: And this is, you know, this is when Gypsy finally starts to open up about things. So I think Mm -hmm. that she's telling them what happened and that she'd never been sick and they're piecing uh, it all together. They're piecing it all together. So this is when things start to shift from, you know, there was a lot of sympathy for Dee at first, like I said, because mm-hmm. she was this mom that was taking such good care of her sick daughter. Well, then, as this is all unfolding, it does kind of shift your sympathy towards this child that was severely abused right. for so many Mentally, years. Mentally,
0: physically Yes, and I would argue that every time she took the doctor or took her child to the doctor unnecessarily, that's another form of physical abuse. Every poke every with time. a needle, every, every surgery, surgery mm-hmm. that that yeah. is physically abusive, like the salivary
1: you, gland one. And yes. just, uh and her teeth rotting out. Yep, you know, it's complete can you, abuse. It is. It's and the psychological damage. it's yep. it's horrible. So when they, you know, when this kind of unfolded, and knowing both Nicholas and Gypsy's situations. The, the the court decided, you know, on both sides right away that they were not going to seek the death penalty, which they could have done of at course, the time. Of course, right, yeah. They decided that this was not a case that they wanted that to do appropriate that.
0: appropriate for. Okay. Which, I
1: mean, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Gypsy or, or yeah. Nicholas, and they, they called the, the case extraordinary and unusual.
0: Most um, definitely.
1: You, I mean, I, I feel like... It's a, it, for our podcast, it's extraordinary it and is, unusual. It is, it is. So after Gypsy's attorney obtained her medical records from Louisiana, he secured a plea bargain to second-degree murder for Gypsy in this okay. case. And at the time, she was so undernourished that when she was in the jail, in the jail, like probably jail food, she gained 14 pounds. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to lie. You know I'm a softy and a uh, emotional lump 14 of— 14 pounds from jail food, you guys. right. When I Most saw, people lose weight when they end up going to jail. Yeah. When I saw her walk into the courtroom with her head shaved and she's so small and she has those shackles and the uniform on, it made me emotional. Yeah. Like, it's so sad to think what she went through and to see her like that. Right. And
0: that now, now she's facing in,
1: her, you yeah. know, it made me super emotional. She's literally in this position
0: because of her mom. I know yeah. it's not okay to murder someone, but at the same time. It's not, it's like, but, yeah, Well, but we let Rapunzel do it. Mm-hmm. She just looks so broken
1: and like, just she looks like just this little child, you know, that it's just so unfair. It really, it it got to me. Um, She did accept the plea bargain and she was um, sentenced to 10 years in prison for the murder of her mother. Okay. Go to John, he still... Faced the more severe charges because he actually fa- he committed the He's murder. The one that did it, yeah. And he. I and, agree with that. He and, and Gypsy both agreed that he was the one that actually committed this and went through with the act. Her plea bargain agreement also require, did not require her to testify against him. Okay. So in January 2017, uh, his trial was postponed when prosecutors re- requested a second psychiatric evaluation be done on him sure his lawyers indicated that he has what they refer to as an intelligence quotient of 82 now i know on some okay. iq test some that i've done before like an 80 82 is just below about average mm-hmm. but i don't know if that's the test they're referring to or okay. not um, but he is on the spectrum and they slightly lower functioning they suggest that he has diminished capacity yeah he had initially waived his right to a trial jury but then changed his mind Later that year. So in December of 2017, the judge set John's trial for November of 2018. So it took a while to, yeah. to get to it. In their opening statement, prosecutors alleged that John had deliberated, deliberated for over a year before the crime, which that's not untrue. They had, pli- they had planned this murder right. for a long time. Right. Um, his lawyers pointed out with his autism and said that Gypsy had formulated this crime and he was love struck and so he did just as he as she had asked i am not going to lie i struggle with that because i i agree with it yeah and you know i have a soft spot for for autism as well and so yep. when you know when i hear what happens to this kid it also just it hurts my heart yeah because you know he did have some issues going on but he also had some mental health issues going yeah. on that he you know, I don't see any indication that he ever had treatment for. Right. So this one hurts me just as much. And
0: at the same token, I guess we can say that about Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. She had serious mental health issues that were never treated yeah. either. And so I don't. Maybe it's not fair that we sit here and say at the end of the day is still a victim, of course, too. But I know Munch, that's where you know if she had been able to be diagnosed with Munchausen's, then maybe she could have gotten yeah. treatment. But I. <sighs> I can't I imagine know. how it's, hard
1: this was for the for the court. I, I was just gonna I say that I wouldn't want of, to be a part of it. Uh,
0: never, not on and any of the lawyers, and especially not the judge. Yes, because
1: the problem lies with. Yes, I do have a soft spot for these two kids. I do. Yeah, but there were very detailed texts between the two of them about how DT DT how, about DD sleep habits or patterns like they they were planning what they were going to use um there were there were detail i mean they worked on this for a while yeah they used their they had various personas that they would talk to they had these alter egos that they would role play and talk Mm -hmm. to each other and this whole thing is just so tragic it is it hurt it really just upset me Mm -hmm. to read about it so when when they looked at all of that it's like okay this was pre-planned it was take the other factors out of it it was completely a preplanned murder. So Dee Dee, or I'm sorry, so Gypsy originally wasn't supposed to testify in the trial, but she ends up on the third day of his trial having to, having to testify at that oh. point. And so she said that she had indeed suggested that um, Nicholas kill Dee, Dee to end her mother's abuse, mm-hmm. and she had also considered getting pregnant by him in the hopes that she, if she was carrying her boyfriend's child, Dee Dee would have to accept him. Oh, sure. So they could okay. be together. Yeah. So along with the knife, she eventually gave to Nicholas. She stole baby clothes from Walmart during a shopping trip, so she could go ahead and plan.
0: Oh. Either way. Okay. Oh wow.
1: Um.
0: Like here's my only two options out of this.
1: Out yeah. Of the life these are that the. I'm this in. is what I've got. I get pregnant or I kill my mother. Yeah. Can you imagine wow. those choices? No. Oh, that I breaks can't my heart. I can imagine being faced with, like, these are my options to have a Whichever one happens life. first. Mm-hmm. After four days, the case went to jury, and the juries had the option of finding Go to John, not guilty or guilty, obviously, right. of the murder charges. So they could either choose an involuntary manslaughter, second degree or first degree murder. And after about two hours of deliberations, they decided that he was guilty of first-degree murder. That he was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. I, uh, wow. you know, you know, I usually agree with that, and I just don't know that I do with this one. I struggle with that with this one so much, and what he got out of it. And this again, it's just it's one of those cases where, no matter how you look at it, it's so tragic. It is. But
0: at the same token, he was the one. That carried out the act. He was, they definitely deliberately planned it. And he was the one that essentially had the most to lose because he wasn't the one f- that was subject to all the abuse. Yeah, yep. So for him, to, you know, to I mean, he's a he's a situation for me where
1: no, I don't necessarily believe he should be out free, but I don't know that prison for life is the appropriate place. I certainly, you don't know. think that's going to help any of his di- diagnoses. It's just so it's just so tragic to me the whole thing.
0: You're so right though. Like now, I don't know what's real in life. I know, and like, I, who am
1: I as a person, yeah. and what do I do? And
0: I don't know how I feel about the way I feel about some of these I know. things. Oh, <laughs> that's how
1: I was like. I don't know what to think anymore. <laughs> Yeah,
0: and also I think they're all victims.
1: Uh, yeah, this whole circumstance yes. is just such a victimization of three people. So I'm gonna Ugh. I'm gonna give you a little bit of aftermath of you know kind of what happened, you know after all this unfolded. Like I said, the neighbors were legit shocked. Oh, sure. I mean, even Aaliyah in the documentary is like she's crying. She's probably talking still about like this. I can't believe I'm on this documentary. She's probably traumatized. Because it was Dee Dee.
0: Like, Can you imagine what?
1: like learning your neighbors no. next door? Literally, you know, nothing was what it seemed for 10, okay. 15 years. Full disclosure, though, because we do this podcast. Oh, yeah. You trust no one. I Yeah.
0: And some of my neighbors are so nice
1: that I'm like, God, do you have bodies Where's in the, the basement? Body? Yep, yeah, I get it. <laughs> we are a different, you know, type of person. We <laughs> lovely neighbors, though. But this sweet young girl, you know, she was like, I had literally no idea. That any of this is yeah. going on, yeah. she said she cried out of disbelief that Gypsy had been not been disa- disabled or sick oh, the course. whole time. Like yeah. she was so upset all about it. All of this it. is shocking. Uh-huh. The
0: murder, then the fact that she was never sick, then the fact that it was actually her daughter who had her murdered. I mean, there's there is way too much to unpack, mm-hmm. really, for by bi- innocent bystanders who knew this family.
1: Yeah, and then
0: that Dee Dee knew all those that free charity stuff that they
1: got. It was all it was fake, manipulated. Um, you know, some of the neighbors even said, you know, they wondered if they they were secretly laughing at home because they had pulled this off. Sure. Like people were just so sure. besides beside that's themselves. That's a good
0: question. You know, were they? I mean. We do know that with Munchausens, they uh, they thrive on all the attention. They mm-hmm. love
1: it and have to keep seeking it. So, and there was this um, there was huh. this candlelight vigil held for Dee Dee. Like everybody mm. was mourning her, and then they find all this out. They were oh, just like God. so probably obsessed. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I, w- I would be up so mad. Pissed. I would. I'm not gonna lie. The spokesperson for Habitat for Humanity had spoke out because they built the house for them, and they, Whoa, of course. so they were you know. They said, we're just deeply saddened by this whole situation. I'm sure some of those places finding out, too. They were like, huh? <laughs> what? I was going to
0: ask you if you had any information on all of those charities, if they had found out. I
1: want to know how Miranda felt.
0: <laughs> I know. Me, too. She's probably like, that's it. No more meet and greets. Yeah. You can't trust anyone. Backstage
1: passes are done. <laughs> right. So this was a quote from Gypsy. Uh, after everything happened, she said, "I feel like I'm more free in prison than living with my mom, because now I'm allowed to just live like a normal woman." And you will be happy to know that is profound, isn't Amber? it? Yes, um, that's something she had told 2020 in back in 2018. You guys think about that statement.
0: She is she's happier, happier in prison. Than living with her mother, if that gives you yes. any indication of what it was like in that household. And
1: and, you and will, she can be healthy and normal. And she is. It is amazing. We will post some of her pictures now. Even in prison, she looks so good. I bet when she's people thriving. complain about the prison food, she's like, you know what? I'll you could it. have had it through a feeding tube. She's like I had ensure in a feeding tube. Yeah, back off. Right. Yeah, to be worse. It. Wow. Yeah, she's thriving in pres- in prison. She's doing really well, and that made me happy to see. And her dad and stepmom visit her, and there's pictures Good. with them.
0: Good. And
1: you know she's beaming. She's smiling. Mm-hmm. She's um I think the model prisoner. She's doing well.
0: Of yeah, of course. Uh, that doesn't surprise me a bit. Uh huh. But God, yeah, think about it. She had to. She literally had to sentence herself to ten
1: years in prison to be able to get free. And she's happier there. She's happy there, and it does make this my
0: is mind blowing. I you know. are
1: holy shit. You'll question everything after this case.
0: Yes, I am. Am Same. I even? Am, I am. Okay, my boobs are still there. I'm still a woman, but I just don't know. <laughs> I know what else is
1: real anymore. So this is just one kind of final note. When Gypsy was asked what made her want to finally escape her situation, she said back in 2011 when she was at one of the science fiction conventions, it made her wonder why she was not allowed to have friends like other people she saw her age having. So she saw all these people around her, friends- that enjoying it and
0: humans innate need to connect with one another and
1: at that point she was i think old enough to start questioning things and she wondered why she couldn't have those things and i think the want started when you're a kid you don't question your parents but as you get older it's like well i want those things too why can't i have have that yeah why can't i have friends and she realized how trapped she was there was no option for this poor girl no um, and she couldn't run away. No, because she the, her
0: mom would just convince everybody that she's cognitively impaired and show fake documents.
1: So honestly, <gasps> I mean, in some of the interviews she's done, she really didn't see another way. You know, we went over the two choices she, th- she thought she had. Right. And
0: I imagine she probably doesn't have a ton of remorse
1: you when know, she's happier. I've never, I don't, I've never heard her say that she does. I think you she feels free. Hard. Yeah. And she at least has some kind of normalcy in prison. I believe she's up for parole in 2024. Okay. I think I read. Um, she's 27 now. So it makes me hopeful that she can get out and experience some life. I hope that happens yeah. for her. She's the sweetest girl when you hear her talk. I don't think they have any problems with her, and she's never had a problem since this happened.
0: Do you really feel like she would murder someone else should she get out of prison?
1: I don't think I really don't. I
0: know. I don't think so either. I think she was desperate. Now, for boyfriend that got life in prison. Do you feel that he is capable of murdering somebody should he be out?
1: That's where the um that's where my, you know, my heart does hurt for that kid. Well, he's not a kid anymore, but right. my my heart does hurt for him in the situation. I do feel like he's shown the capacity to be so easily influenced and love-struck and and he was very sexually driven too. He had yep. some sexual things going on. Um, like I said, I don't, I don't feel that he would necessarily be fit to be released, but definitely in some kind of treatment instead of yes. prison. Yeah, and I think yes, like a,
0: a facility. Yes, yeah. I I would agree with that. But I do think that he poses more of a
1: danger than she does. I agree. I do you know and I don't mm-hmm. I don't have any follow-up as far as how he's doing but I know that she's doing well I think she probably not great given his situation his, his in diagnosis prison. no I don't think he would be doing well no. and he is also a smaller very smaller you know no, right. person so and he can't
0: defend himself as I, easily. I don't yeah. think he's probably doing and well, and with DID and autism spectrum possibly and Asperger's that's uh that is hard so it
1: does. I can't help but feel sad for him. And just this, it's so unfortunate that this, this happened. Yes. You know, I agree. I agree. It's, it's so
0: unfortunate that it came to this. But like you said, a, a lot of these cases do mm-hmm. in this situation.
1: I think wow. Gypsy had a fiance also. I, from what I read, they were kind of on and off again, so I don't know if they were, you know, if they're still on. But she did have a fiancé okay. at one point. She may still have him, so I think. she's, she is. She's happy. Creating relationships. Yes. Yeah, okay. Was, there Good. was a petition out there to free Gypsy as well. I just want you to know there's people out there that feel like it's absolute BS that okay. she had any sentence at all. Okay. So. Okay. Let us know what you I think, guys, because this is such a loaded case, and I get if you're that. I can questioning your life after this, it's right. completely normal. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah,
0: we're um, we are too. We're right
1: there with you. There's several documentaries, and there's a special. I think it's called Act. There's like a series made on this case. Okay. So there's stuff out there. Yeah. I wasn't as familiar with it. I I'd, I'd heard of that series, but I didn't know it was based on this. Couple documentaries out there, and some books as well. But it's a just. Oh, it's Blech, it's, a I have nothing.
0: it's a lot. It's a lot. It's time for you to cleanse us because we we need a you need full a holy on... cleansing. Yes,
1: yes. Bring us the holy water. <laughs> okay, so I have a little uh, short but sweet brain bath for you. Okay. The caption of this is a son robs his mom because he thought he could only be charged with burglary if done at night. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I feel like this is something I'm capable of in some way? <laughs> It is not burglary if the sun is up. If it's at night, yep. Okay. So, a Willoughby man who believed he could only be charged with burglary if he committed the crime at night has pleaded guilty. On June 28th, I'm sorry, on June 26th, James Blankenship, 22, pleaded guilty to a reduced charge of breaking and entering into his mother's home against her will. According to police, Blankenship's mother found her sons attempting to break into her home uh, through a first floor window earlier this month, or she found him breaking okay. into her home. The young man had not been welcomed in his mother's home for approximately three months, nor did he have any possessions on the premise, the no. police said.
0: So, so, here's my
1: take on this. I
0: never would have admitted that to anyone. I, I would have just been like, yep, you got me. Okay, you're slapping me with burglar- burglary? Sure. Okay. And note to self, you can be charged if it doesn't happen at night.
1: So I'm just going to throw myself under the bus and saying that I could see myself in a desperate attempt to be like, I thought it was okay at night. I didn't know. Okay, so I'm confused. Did he think that you can
0: only be charged with it if it happens at night? So he thought it was only illegal
1: during the day my understanding?
0: Oh, I took it the other way that only if he. Oh wait, well,
1: yeah, no, no, you're right. Okay, so he's, he only thought... if he breaks in at night. At so night. if it's if it's
0: eleven a.m., it's not burglary. No, he's fine. Yeah, so if the sun is up,
1: yes, I can't. I can, be I can break into this house. Yeah, I can enter without permission. Right,
0: and it's and fine. Take whatever I want. But if it's nighttime, that's when it gets creepy and it's burglary. It's my
1: mom's house during the day. Yes, I broke a window, but that's fine. Yeah. You know,
0: like against her will. And I haven't been welcome here for three months, but it's totally fine. The sun
1: was at two o'clock. Right.
0: Listen, the sundial tells me that it's (laughs) a half past noon.
1: So, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Okay.
0: that um, That is funny, but I never would have admitted to somebody that I thought that. <laughs> I would have just been like, whoops, my bad. Okay. Pay my fine. Do my time. I'll do it. Yeah.
1: Give me the fine. <gasps> oh, and... God.
0: So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks my, for that.
1: my bathing for all of you today.
0: Cool. Okay, guys. Follow us on social media and stay tuned for uh, Thursday's case as we wrap up. Muncher Madness Week. Yes. Yes. And until then everyone. Bye bye-bye. bye.